Dan. Trey. Listen, last week we were in France, so I thought, why not just take a short flight up to England and we can watch Attack the Block? Oi, metal, isn't it? Absolutely metal. My favorite impression. My favorite. Uh, I, I want you to do the entire episode just like that. Oi, man. Man's them. Listen, this is required watching where we watch the essential films from a list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how we can all move forward. My name is Trey Epps. I am Danny Taverner. Listen, today, again, we're talking about Attack the Block, which was a 2000 and, uh, yep, 2011 feature film by Joe Cornish, uh, featuring no, none other than, as Dan would put it, Baby Boyega. Baby Boyega. Uh, John Boyega, Joey Whitaker, and I, I mean, I'll leave it there. I, I don't know where everyone else it lands on top of the pop culture thing, but you know we have a Star Trooper and Doctor Who, so a Star Trooper, Stormtrooper, and Doctor Who. So, I mean, this is a big deal. And uh, the guy from Shaun of the Dead. Oh, and of course, yes, 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 Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Nick Frost is definitely in this film. Listen, I had a blast watching this film. I, I believe I picked it because yeah. I thought, let's let's start the year with something good. And if we haven't said it to you already, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. My dad, RIP, is <laughs> so as someone who would say Happy New Year like through March. If he hasn't seen you from, <laughs> if he only saw you last year and it's still March, <laughs> he will still say Happy New Year, which I thought was both very annoying and embarrassing and very funny. What's the cutoff? Uh, so, I feel like that's a Larry David thing. <laughs> There's like a cutoff in January where you can't say it anymore. I mean, if he hasn't, it, listen, if that's, if this ends up in uh Caribbean enthusiasm, <laughs> we'll know that we started right here. You know what, honestly, um, also, after 2020, I feel like we could wish a happy new year all year and it'd be fine. Listen, happy, listen, happy new year. Happy new year. Uh, I'm watching, I'm not watching, but I'm reading the Jerry Seinfeld book. You know, Is This Anything by Jerry oh, yeah, Seinfeld? And that, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, it's just a bunch of, it's just seemingly a bunch of jokes. <laughs> which I think is, which I think is much more funny than anything else. But yeah. Anyways, back to this whole thing. I wanted to watch Attack the Block because I haven't seen it in such a long time. I remember seeing it and I think it was 2011, if not 2012. And had our guy John Boyega in it. And I thought what a great time to kind of revisit one of his first, if not the first major role that he had or first roles that he had. And yeah, it's, it's, it's also just supposed to be like a really fun movie. And I thought, you know, again, why not start off the year with something that was really fun? It was super fun. I love what they chose to do with the actual alien monsters and not Ooh, show them at all yeah. and just have super space black sucking all light things and just glowing teeth great great decision i mean how like how could you not be scared of these I, honestly i don't know about you dan but when i was watching that, i was like i i don't know what shape these things are because everyone kept saying it's like a dog it's like a gorilla and i was like i can't see what this thing looks like well so therefore i can't really and it was yeah. after you saw the dead one which was honestly a little mm. uneventful mm. so i was like oh I already know what it looks like. No scary movie has ever shown you the monster right off the bat. Like all scary movies, I think when it deals, when it comes with monsters, 
I think the the most the strongest the strongest thing you have is not knowing what they look like. And right. they were able to pivot from seeing that kind of gross dead one with very little hair and still make them um, scary. And so it, 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 I think when that alien crashed down initially, the first one crashed down initially and then popped up from like under the ceiling wheel or whatever it was, I was like, oh, it's that's frightening. It, it, was, it was actually frightening to me. But then, you know, once they once they killed it and had it hanging off of its backpack or whatever it was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's 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 not as bad as I thought it was. But listen, if you don't know what we're talking about, Attack the Block is about a teen gang in South London who defend their block from an alien invasion. I'm pretty sure you caught on to that by now. But yes, the description is that simple. Uh, a, a gang of boys quite literally defend the, their neighborhood. Their block is like the like the estate, the like the building and such. Oh, the and no, it, it, just again, please do that the, the entire time because I, I'm every accent that I try and I, I won't try one right now. The every accent that I try ends up being Jamaican. Like it starts off really good, but it ends up being Jamaican. So it's uh, sound, sound, sound. Thank you. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Let me let me get to my notes here. So this is all happening on happening in November. It's all set in November, and like we said, an alien comes down, and oh no, actually, that's not the first thing that happens. My man, my man, Baby Boyega, and the rest of the boys essentially mug Jody Whittaker, and she's very upset. She's very upset by being mugged, as she should be. She has to give up her engagement ring. These boys are up to no good. They're they're hooligans. Straight up hooligans, which you know, it, like like this is the kind of like a crime, like small crime that's very common. But yeah, then you know this alien invasion happens, and we are thrust onto our story as the boys essentially go stomp out this alien that that scratches John Boyega's face, and it felt very yeah. Stranger Things. It felt like what Stranger Things has been trying to do. I like Stranger Things, but this felt like. A successfully modern Stranger Things at the like the first half of the movie. I mean, but isn't the whole point of Stranger Things that it's not modern, right? Yeah, but this let me say like a, a, a good updated version of that same dynamic. That is, that is no way of me defending Stranger Things because I don't think they need defending. I think it's a great show, but I agree with you. I do think that this was this was a really modern take on everything that was happening. Like we talked about, we talked about Amelie and we talked about French films, and we talked about this on some of our other episodes. But like everybody cast here was was cast like from schools, ca- cast from schools, cast from like like you know blocks just like this one. And John Boyega like answered this ad from like online, and that's how he got the role. That's how he auditioned anyway, and eventually got the role. So I think I, I think what, one thing that really interests me about this uh, when we talk when talking about how good it is is just the idea that when we're watching these these you know group of, of teenage boys, is that they all feel like they know each other. They're all mm-hmm. talking really. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not anyone to say authentically, but they're really talking with such natural progression with everything that it just feels. It doesn't feel written. You don't see the, you know, the seams uh, falling apart. You know, I mean, you don't see the script in their hand or you know anything like that, which is great and hard to do because when you talk, you know, when you think about like a Mark Duplass or a, a Duplass Brothers movie or something like that, I think it has that kind of same effect, mainly because they're improvising. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the imp- you know the improvising was on this movie, but it, again, it just all feels so natural, and that's why you immediately get sucked into this world where there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, I think it's especially tough with a movie like this because. It could so quickly and easily 
become uh, kind of campy. Right. Because it's an alien monster movie. So it's a fine line between genuinely being scary or terrifying or surprising and just kind of being, I don't know, a little cheesy. And I think their genuineness between the different boys definitely helps air on the side of believability rather than corny monster movie. Like they were able to ride that really, really well. And I think, yeah, I, I think that's because we, you know, I think what a lot of horror movies where, you know, where someone's the killer or, you know, we need to look out for something we get, what we get is, we get an example of how bad this thing is. Like, you know, the we get a cold open where, like, Jason is going to murder this, these teenagers at, at a sleepover, you know? Instead, what we got was, in this cold open, what we got, this cold open that actually lasted quite some time before we saw the titles, right? Is is these boys doing what they do on a normal day. And on a normal day, they are mugging someone, right? On a normal day, they are being a, a, a gang of boys. I mean, for, for better or worse, they're being a gang of boys. And I think they try to redeem themselves, you know, throughout the film. But, but like, we see them being them, mm. right? Instead of, like, the, 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 the killer being the killer. Which, which I, I think was fun, because it makes us learn a lot immediately and really, really quickly. They actually kill people, <laughs> these aliens. <laughs> Brutally, too. Cops explode. Yeah, it was it was almost like no no disregard uh, every disregard for for well like you said it could it could have been really camp right and we yeah. could have had everyone getting murdered but yo know, people were getting like like their faces were being like literally chewed off yeah I think the way in which people were being killed off definitely added heightened the importance and heightened the real world concern of what's going on. Now, now let, let me ask you this. Let me ask because Joe Cornish watched the interview and he says the real, the real uh, villain, the real, the real problem with this film is is, it, is his name Hi Hat. Hold on, I can't find it in the credits. The, but like the drug dealer guy. The drug dealer guy. He's like that's that's who the antagonist is. Yeah. But that said, that said, you you get mugged, and I'm I'll, I'll, I'm going to pin that there just for, for you for a second. But you you get mugged. And then moments later, an hour later, whatever later, you're riding around with the, with the cops and, you know, this guy is now in the back seat, and you have this unknown thing, you know, killing police officers and clamoring at the van. What do you do? Are you helping this kid or not? Because at one point I was like, nah, homie, you got to fend for yourself. Like, you just mugged me and took my stuff. You got to fend for yourself. On the other hand, I'm like, you want this kid to die? If you're him, if you're high hat. <laughs> that's a, oh, also just found out this is this movie's on Showtime. So oh. if you have Showtime, stream away. I, I thought it was really good. So let's talk about let's talk about really quickly. One of the things that I was really noticing that I enjoyed is just like like all, all jokes aside, the depth of John Boyega and what he brings to this movie is unlike anything else I, I don't know how old he is like how old he actually is in the in the when he's shooting this but in the movie you know he's it turns out at the very end he's 15 and oh, but then i'm like yeah. but yeah then i think but yeah but then i think then i think like look like look at this maybe 15 year old bringing so much depth to this role yeah he he's 19 in the actual shooting of the movie he's 19 okay wow 
Really? I, this is definitely one of those movies, aside from every great thing about this movie, I do think the most interesting interest, interesting thing was to see a young John Boyega, like, steal the show. Right. Because he really does. And knowing that this was his first big movie, the whole time all you can do is just, like, just admire his acting as a young younger actor because it really is like the john boyega show i mean i I think rightfully so i think rightfully so and i think it's why we like him today and i think it's a shame i'm actually looking at his credits right now i didn't realize i did not realize that he was in 24 like the 24 reboot oh did did 24 is it was it a reboot or a spinoff did it need to be rebooted (laughs) i've never seen 24. 24 either but i know that it wasn't that long ago that it was doing very well but yeah, like 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 after this movie, like he was on a, he was on a couple of series, did some guest roles, did a couple of TV movies, and then he was on Twenty Four, and then Major Laser, and then I think this is when, yeah, like two thousand fourteen, two thousand fourteen, uh, t- sorry, two thousand fifteen was when Star Wars came along and actually like released, but before like two thousand fourteen, fifteen, right before that. He was doing like some TV roles, which I thought was really interesting because I feel like we don't see a lot of John Boyega. And I think he's known to be like this. I don't know. I think a lot of people like him. I'm not I'm not sure. I feel like we haven't seen enough of him. Do you know what I mean? Like Star oh, Wars yeah, is great. But I, don't, I don't think we get to see enough of him whatsoever, which I think is a shame. I mean, for only really been like out, 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 out in the limelight for what less than 10 years i would say five years five years i, I would say i would since say not including this yeah. I would, yeah see i would say some star wars i i feel like hopefully i want to see more john boyega I, I he has he has about five five movies on his on his imdb right now so i, I think undoubtedly we'll get more of him but i want to get I want like I think it's hard when you're doing a franchise because of like scheduling and especially if you're doing something for Disney. I, I think that you know that just limits you on what you can do. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's a shame. Like, listen again, Jodie. You know the <laughs> what I would argue is the only woman besides like the other teenage girls mm-hmm. who come through like halfway through the movie ends up becoming Doctor Who, which was a very big deal that she was the first woman Doctor Who. I think still is. I haven't caught up. But yeah, I, I, I needless to say, I think this movie really had some some really good people who were able to act their faces off and really have talent. Yeah. I think that they definitely also helped the um, sincerity of it. Like the, the genuine we're being attacked right now of it. I feel like with a lot of actors, it was, I mean, even with the scenes with Nick Frost and the other guy, I know they're there as comic relief. Like, they're right. like, hey, the world's under attack from aliens. Let's just get stoned and watch it from the windows. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think it, it is comic relief and doesn't really add to, like, the, the meat and potatoes of the film. So then to have people who or I mean, John Boy, I, John Boy is, like, the lead of this film. But, like, Jody Whittaker is definitely up there and supporting, supporting. And, like, they, they hold it down. They hold it down for sure. I'm surprised that they're friends, like, actually. Like, every time someone actually dies in a movie like this, where you're not sure which way it's going to go, I'm always 
this is gonna sound bad. I'm always so happy when someone actually dies in a movie, just because the stakes are actually raised that way. Because there's plenty of no, movies no, no. where I either agree. everyone dies or no one dies, and it's like, all right, well, why do I care if everyone's gonna die or if no one's gonna die? Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I think you have if you have that movie where like suddenly everyone is okay despite the fact you know we're seeing several. We're seeing several of these like alien creatures yeah. climbing on the building. Like, no, people need to die. I think. I think some of the ways, like the guy who died with his helmet on, I was like, oh, "Come on, y'all ain't do nothing. Y'all ain't do nothing to help this guy." Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, that, that was really funny. Also, the there's some scenes in here that were <clears throat> impressive for what this movie was for being like a monster sci-fi movie. Like the right. when they're walking through the hallway and they have all the smoke and lights going off and they're trying to get through the the fog of chaos and they're just getting picked off one by one. Tensions were high. And like you know, and then at the at the very end, it just you know, like you're saying, it just becomes like this pure. It becomes like this pure action scene. So yeah. I, I I'm I'm okay with it because it, it I think it it balances out between being this comedy, this you know, this gritty drama and you know this alien movie and you know this action movie i, I think it's yeah I, I definitely think it 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 it, sh- it it rocks on genres a few times let's see listen dan i i truly don't have anything else for this film uh, unless you do otherwise i'm gonna wrap this baby up that's right listen this all of this said uh and i, I like to i like to end with a little with a little trivia if i can Ooh. but yeah so there was only about I think I think it said there were two people. There were, only had two alien costumes, and like a lot of it was practical, but very little of it was CG. So, so like I think they multiplied a lot of them, but but otherwise it was a very yeah. They only had two suits for the aliens, two. Oh damn! And, oh. I, and I think that includes the very first one. Oh really? I think I think. I mean, either way, I think it's impressive because we see so many of them. But if you go online, you can see some of the behind the scenes where, 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 the, like they're like you can see them doing the the VFX on it. So very fun. That said, that said, I was just trying to find out Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish is doing some really good things right about now. Like he wrote he wrote the first Ant Man. After this, after this, he did the Adventures of Tintin and then Ant Man, and he like he also is directing. So like he he's doing okay for himself. I'm not you know we may not know his name. Well, no. Joe, you'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, but that said, Dan, I I really enjoy this film. I am not a genre actor or writer in this way. I think if you are, there's so much to learn. And I, I like no no jokes, there's so much to learn about storytelling through this film. But I don't know, in fact I'm going to say that this is not a required watch. I think I I would highly suggest it because I think this this shifts the way we see like horror movies, if you want to call this a horror movie or or a monster movie. And I think we we didn't touch on it, but it has a great it has a a little bit of like social commentary as well. But yeah, I, I I think I think it does everything right from in my opinion, especially with you know these with an original concept being you know being turned around in the twenty first century. But I, I I don't know if I think this is required watching. Yeah, I have to agree. It it definitely plays with the genre and doesn't necessarily skew too seriously or too campy in either direction. And it like 
I think what they did really well is ride that line between the two, which makes it for a very interesting sci-fi monster movie. But I don't think it really left me with anything too crucial in that in that realm. Like there's great performances by John Boyega and Jodie Whittaker and everyone really. Like all the kids were very genuine. But at the end of the day, it still felt like just a fun monster movie, which is cool, but I don't think that necessarily makes it required. Absolutely. Listen, if you're so inclined, check us out at Required Watch on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me. Where am I? I'm at Trey Epps on Instagram and Twitter. Where you are, bro? Where am I? I'm Danny Taverner at everything. And if you are a filmmaker, check out our website, requiredwatching.com, where you can submit your short film and we can talk to you about what you have to offer the film community. That's a really bad sell. That's a really bad sell. Listen, at the, at the, website, at the website, we, we, we highlight emerging and established filmmakers. So we'd love to prepare your short film on our website and you can come on the show and we will talk to you about your film and your aspirations and listen we'll leave it we'll leave it there we'll talk about yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh hopefully hopefully better than last year any day better than last year any bit um that's happy new year Trey. <laughs> every day happy happy new year happy new year bro yeah happy new year and we'll talk next week bye peace <laughs>